Hey, hey, welcome to the Live Like It's True podcast, where we talk through some of the most outlandish stories in the Bible and what it would look like to live like those stories are true. My hope is that these conversations will inspire you to better know the story, share the story, and live the story. In this trailer episode, I'm going to be talking about what to expect this season. There are some changes here on the podcast. I can't wait to tell you about them. And I'm also, at the end, I'll be telling you about a really amazing free resource that I'm giving away. So you'll want to listen all the way till the end. But first, if we are just connecting for the first time, I'd like to introduce myself. So my name is Shannon Popkin. I am an author, a speaker, and a fairly new podcast host. I live in the West Michigan area with my husband, Ken. We've been married for 25 years. I often say that he makes me laugh every day, and it's true. He does. He's he's pretty funny. It's one of the reasons that I married him. He also is a data scientist, so that may be kind of a unique combination, a funny data scientist. I don't know. I don't know very many other data scientists, but I'm super thankful for my husband, Ken, and we have the privilege of parenting our three young adult children. If you want to see a picture of my family, we just had family pictures taken. It was my 50th birthday and 25th anniversary present. I just asked the kids to show up and not complain about getting their their picture taken. And they did. So you can come to my website, shannonpopkin.com, see my family not pictured in the photo are our two Shih Tzu puppies. We love them dearly and talk about them way too much. (laughs) The kids tease us that our main topic of conversation is our dogs. Uh, So and also at my website, I'd love for you to check out some of the books that I've written and my speaking ministry if that interests you. Lots for you to explore there at shannonpopkin.com. So in season two, I'm so excited to talk through the true story of Easter with you. Now, Easter is this huge story with unmatched significance. Do you agree? So each of the episodes will explore just one tiny fraction of the big, beautiful Easter story that God has given us in our Bible. As you know, every good story has an opening, a conflict, a climax, and a resolution. And as we look at the overarching story that the Bible tells, the story of Easter, of Jesus, God's son dying on the cross and being placed in a tomb and rising from the dead. This is the climax of the story. And in so many ways, the Old Testament points forward to this part of the story. And then our New Testament points back to this part of the story, the Easter story. And then our whole future with God rests on the importance of this part of the story. It's the climax. And in some ways, it's also the resolution. Because after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to heaven, he sat down, signifying that his work was finished. But in other ways, you know, we're still waiting for resolution. It is set in motion and it can't be deterred, but we're still longing for the resolution of the story when Jesus returns and takes his rightful throne and purges our world of sin and then opens the next eternal chapter for us in the new earth. But Easter is what we will still be talking about even there. It's the climax of it all. In the history of the world, there was no darker day than the day that the light of the world was snuffed out that day on the cross. And there's nothing more incredulous than the creator of life tasting death. 
There's nothing more astonishing than him rising from the dead. So in this season, we're going to take the small fragments of the Easter story and talk about the astonishing implications of what we are reading here. Why is Jesus so amazing? And why are these reactions to Jesus so astonishing? Now, we'll only begin to revel in the significance of this story. But as we do, here's what I hope you will see. Our God is a storytelling God. He didn't write us a document which delineated the 10 theological implications of the cross. No, our God let this story unfold like a mystery. Think this big thought with me. Not one person on earth truly understood the significance of what was happening when Jesus of Nazareth died on a cross between those two thieves. The people didn't understand. The Roman soldiers didn't understand. The religious leaders didn't understand. Even the disciples didn't understand. The only person who truly understood the significance was Jesus. And this amazes me even more. He didn't sit down and tell them overtly what was happening. That's what I expect him to do. I expect him to gather up these disciples who loved him and who were willing to give their lives for him and say, okay, guys, here's the deal. You know, you know that temple system where you would sacrifice the lambs as a sin offering. And remember how John the Baptist called me the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? Well, those lambs, that was my idea. I was giving you, the Jewish people, I was giving you this concrete image for something spiritually significant. I expect Jesus to sit down and draw all of those connections between the symbolism and the history that had unfolded, but Jesus didn't do that. He was never quite that overt, was he? He let the story be told through imagery and symbolism and parable and metaphor. Our God is a masterful storyteller who loves to show, don't tell, right? I said this in season one, but it bears repeating. Our God could have chosen any people group to be his people. When he chose Abraham, he also chose Abraham's language to reveal himself. Our Bible is written in Hebrew. Our God revealed himself through the Hebrew language. And so here's what we know about this language, this people. The Hebrew language has fewer words, and it relies on concrete images for expression. So you might recall in season one, I told you how, you know, the Hebrew language, it doesn't have a word for pride. Instead, they use this imagery of being stiff-necked to talk about pride. And there's no word for stingy either. So instead, they describe a stingy person as someone who has a bad eye. You know, they can't even see the person next to them who is in need. So this is the language God chose to reveal himself. It was a language that uses imagery and metaphor and story to communicate the most important messages. Now, as Western thinkers, if you're from the West, as I am, we tend to think of stories as less sophisticated. We like to use logic and argument and deductive reasoning to present our most important ideas. And we think of building the logic of our argument as the main thing, the main way that we want to communicate. And then we'll use a story as sort of a supporting illustration. But Middle Eastern thinkers are just the opposite. Linguist and commentator Kenneth Bailey says, in the Middle East, from the beggar to the king, the primary method of creating meaning is through creative metaphor and story. So here's what we know. God chose to reveal himself through a language and through a people group 
who share their biggest and most important ideas by telling stories. So if God invites us to get to know him through stories, then friends, we have got to become better story thinkers and storytellers. And that's what I want to help with, with this podcast and in this season with the Easter story. So it's season two, we're going to take a look at the true story of Easter and its rich implications for this overarching story of God that we are all part of. So once again, I've invited some friends who love the Bible like I do to talk through the various pieces of the Easter story with me. We won't get to all of them. It's a vast story, like I've said, but here's what's coming up. Mary Cassian and I will talk about the true story of Lazarus. Aaron Davis and I are going to talk about the true story of the Lamb. Lee Neenheis and I will talk about the true story of Judas. Lindsay Schott and I will talk about the true story of the arrest. And Asherita Chuchu and I will talk about the true story in the dark. Erica Van Heitzma and I will talk about the true story of the empty tomb. And then the week before Easter, I'll be adding another bonus episode about sharing the true story of Easter. I'm wondering if perhaps you'll be gathering with your family or extended family or maybe some friends, and I'm going to be giving you some practical ideas and support on how to share the true story of Easter. Tell part of the story in that sense. So I hope you'll tune in for that episode as well. I can't wait to share these conversations with you. Each one was so helpful and inspiring to me personally. But I'm going to do something different in season two. And I might circle back and do the same thing in season one if there's time. But I'm going to be releasing each of these episodes that I just told you about on Wednesday. But then on Saturday... I'll be sharing an additional retelling episode. And that's where I'll point out some of these storytelling themes that I I used the mid-roll section for in season one. And I'll also retell the story for you. I'll put it in my own words and simply retell the story to you. And my hope is that in hearing me tell the story, you might be encouraged to learn the story and tell the story yourself. I hope you'll take some time in the passage and and don't practice just telling it the way that I would. Practice telling the story to yourself and for yourself. And maybe you'll want to challenge yourself to retell each of these parts of the Easter story to someone else each week and build your storytelling muscles. But for sure, I want you to challenge yourself to tuck away this story in your heart so that you can retrieve it and revel in it and give it away. So these retelling episodes will be much shorter. I'm thinking maybe 10 to 15 minutes, and they'll help me keep the other, the true story episodes shorter too. I hope you'll like this new format. As always, I'd love to hear what you think. So are you ready to get started? I can't wait uh, to talk through the Easter story with you. I hope that you'll subscribe and in ever increasing ways, know the story, understand the story and live like it's true. Just one more thing before I let you go. I wanted to tell you about my brand new Live Like It's True workbook. It's a free downloadable resource. You can go grab it at shannonpopkin.com and it's going to help you work through a lot of the things that we talk about here on the show. I am so excited to get this beautiful resource into your hands. So let me just highlight a couple of the things that are included in this workbook. First of all, there's the True Story Worksheet. 
you can use this worksheet to work through any story in the Bible, any narrative. So the true narrative of the Bible is what helps us to recognize the false narratives in the world, right? The Bible helps us to see the lies. And this worksheet will help you to place the two side by side. So it will ask you leading questions like, what is this story teaching that corrects the false narratives of the world? And how have you believed those false narratives? And how can you be reshaped by this story? And it also gives you some coaching on how to recall the story and retell the story and then live like the story is true. So that's just the worksheet. It's a four-page worksheet. Also included in the workbook, though, there's a bookmark, a two-sided bookmark. One side will help you think through some of the connecting words in your story that will help guide you through it. And then on the other side of the bookmark is the storytelling elements. So for instance, each story has three contexts. And so it helps you think through those contexts and what are the story elements and how do they serve the story, all of those sorts of questions. This bookmark will help you ask the questions and answer them. So those are just a couple of the things included. You will not want to miss it. I hope that you will pick up your free copy of the Live Like It's True workbook at shannonpopkin.com or in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me for another season of Live Like It's True. I can't wait to share this time and this amazing story with you over the next couple of months. So I hope you will invite a friend and plan to join me each Wednesday for the True Story of Easter episodes and then again on Saturday for the retelling episodes. So thanks. I can't wait to get started. And now it's time to go live like it's true.